Hey, I am excited to be here with you this morning, get a chance, the opportunity to speak before you. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Daniel Roberts. I serve as the Young Adults Minister here on staff, and I've pretty much spent most of my time on staff here in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm really sorry I haven't made the rounds to get to know everyone yet, um, but I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. This is just a strange time to begin doing ministry, but it's also just a strange time in general. Do you remember crowds? They kind of looked like this, if you remember, but a lot less concern for your personal space. I actually was walking in the grocery store the other day, and I accidentally bumped into someone. Six months ago, accidentally bumping into someone was not a big deal. I, when I bumped into someone the other day at the grocery store, I really questioned all of my life decisions. I just didn't know what to do in that moment. I thought, I got to get out of here or this person may get me. And so I just want you to know, this is a strange time for all of us. And what is also happening is that we are learning how to keep safe distance from one another. We're practicing social distancing, but it comes at a cost because we're practicing this and we're learning to do this better. There are many who are beginning to feel isolated and alone and even depressed. And so we want to think about you this morning. In fact, I just wanted to pause just for a second and just tell those of you who are watching online how much we love you and how much we miss your presence. We can't wait to the day that we can all be back together. But we know that this is not easy. It's not easy being away. And I think a lot of us are asking the question, how can I connect better with people during this time? And so many of us are trying to find whatever way possible, whether it be online or some other avenue to connect with one another. I saw a really cool study in 2015. The New York Times posted this study. It was an experiment they did. They took two people, whether they knew each other really well or, or they were complete strangers, and they placed them in a room, and they had them look into each other's eyes for four uninterrupted minutes. And they said that when they did it, it created a really deep sense of connection no matter who they were. And so for the next four minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to turn to the people. No, we're not going to do that. I promise you guys are like, please don't make me sit in the sun and stare at someone. This is just brutal. So, but I want you to know there's a lot of ways to trick yourself into believing that you're connecting with someone. And as much as I love being here on Sunday mornings, and I really do think it's important and it's refreshing for the soul, it's easy to trick yourself into believing that just because you're here in this parking lot, that you're making connections with one another. See, I don't think that's the case. I don't think close proximity always equates to connection. In fact, I heard this story of two brothers in 2017. This brother named Curon decided he was separated at birth from his biological brother, Vincent. And he decided that in 2017, when he's a college student, he was gonna do some research and try to find any family members connected to him. What Kieran discovered was that he lived less than 15 minutes away from his biological brother, Vincent. In fact, they didn't live just less than 15 minutes away from each other. They attended the same college, and they both had the same major and same minor. It's amazing, that story and this kind of connection, but the truth is, these two had lived for a significant amount of time near each other, and they really knew each other very little. And this is what happens in our community. We love the idea of being together and we think it's where connection takes place. But I want to encourage you this morning that true connection does not take place in close proximity. 
but in authenticity. And it's not going to be those moments that we're close together like this that we really truly connect. It's going to be the moments when we are vulnerable and we are honest and we are real about who we are and the things that we're dealing with. I think one of the truths that we often forget is, or that we often live by is, while we hate isolation, we fear intimacy. I fear intimacy. I want you to know I am an extrovert. I'm as extroverted as they come. I'm like an extra extrovert. And there are introverts and there are extroverts. I'm like an extrovert who was given a Mountain Dew and a Fun Dip. I'm like so wired. People are like, chill out, buddy. But I want you to know just because I love being around people and I thrive off that energy, that doesn't always make me the best at relationships. You can ask my wife. I'm not always the best. I need someone to nudge me and tell me, Daniel, be better, be more open, be more honest. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to quickly look at three truths, three truths that are not anything groundbreaking, they're not anything new, but these are three truths that should encourage us to live more authentically with one another. And I want to use a passage in 1 John chapter 1 to guide those thoughts. So if you have your Bibles, your phone, open up to 1 John chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading in verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him, and we declare it to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Now I want to pause here, and I promise we're going to continue reading. I'm not going to pause at every verse, but I want to pause here, and I want you to just think about the statement that John just put in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, a, a statement that should radically change the v- way you view your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. So the first truth I want you to remember this morning, I want you to remind you of, is that God only deals in reality. He doesn't play pretend. He isn't fooled. He doesn't put on an act, or he doesn't let you put put on an act either. God isn't fooled by your tricks. He reveals things as they are. And I just want you to know, that's what the light always does. The light is definitely revealing to me right now that I should have brought sunglasses. It reveals things as they truly are. Do you remember when you were a kid, that moment at night you're laying in your bed and you look over and you see what seems to be some sort of creature or person just sitting in your room and you're thinking, how can this be? I never saw anyone enter the room. And you look over and you're like, I gotta do this. And so you muster enough courage and you run over and you flip on the light switch only to discover that it was a pile of clothes or a teddy bear or whatever else you had in your room. I don't know what you had in your room, I'll be honest. The light always reveals things for as they are. And so here's who God is. God is light. And so he always reveals you for exactly who you are. There are no tricks. There are no gimmicks. It's no magic show. God sees things in truth, views things in truth. His words are always true. His ways are always true. And so for you to pretend that you are anything besides who you really are before God is only a lie to yourself. God deals only in reality. I love this verse from Hebrews chapter four, verse 13. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. See, God knows your sins. He knows your temptations, but he also knows your hurts. He knows your struggles. And I love this. God knows the things that you're struggling with that you don't even know you're struggling with. I love Job chapter 12, verse 22. He reveals the deep things of darkness and he brings utter darkness into light. 
See, God is ready to reveal to us who we really are because it is only when we begin to see ourselves for who we truly are and be honest about ourselves that true connection ever really takes place with God or with his people. In fact, this isn't a bad thing. We think of it be like, man, God knows everything about me, but isn't this where you want a relationship to begin? With someone who knows you honestly for who you are and who is honest with you about who you need to be? And that's what God does with us. God does this, and he always deals in reality. And, but it's not just God's pe- God that deals only in reality. See, God's people also deal in reality. Let's continue in 1 John chapter 1, beginning verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness, we lie and we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. See, this, should, this passage should convict those of you who claim to follow Jesus. We're often known for a lot of our claims as Christians. But remember Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8? For you were once darkness, but now, listen to this, pay attention. Now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. When you give your life to Jesus, you bring yourself into the light. That means you are honest, you are real, you are your own version, you are your real version of yourself, and you come in and you say, I want to be known by God, no more playing pretend, no more acting a fool. You expose the darkness in your life. You say, here it is. I want to become real with God. And I love 1 John chapter 1. It's all about living obediently to God, but you can't live obedient to God if you refuse to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest. I heard it said once, and I hope it's not true. Christians are not known for the depth of our transparency, for digging in and solving deep-seated problems, but instead for trying to project a picture of having it all together. It's quite possible that one of our biggest weaknesses as those who claim to be followers of Jesus is that we make a lot of claims and we very rarely truly live in the light. And in fact, John calls those claims out. He says in verse six, if you claim to have fellowship with God, but you walk in darkness, guess who's the liar? You are. You're not fooling anyone. And I love what he says in verse eight because it's convicting. He says, if you claim to be without sin, and let me just pause here for a second. Claiming to be without sin and hiding your sins, plain pretend, that's the same thing. So if you live a life that is not honest and real before God, you deceive yourself. Have you ever done that before? You remember when you used to dress up for Halloween, you almost bought into the part? You're like, look at me. I'm from Star Wars or whatever you dressed up like. I don't know what you dressed up like. You bought into the part and all of a sudden you're like, this is who I am. But this is what happens when we're not honest with ourselves. We buy into that and we deceive not God because he's not fooled by us. We deceive ourselves. He says it again in verse 10. If you claim to be without sin, you make God out to be a liar. The God who deals in reality and his word is not in you. See, God isn't interested in your bold claims He's interested in people that walk in the light and live in the light and choose to be people of God who deal in reality. I heard it said before that the healthiest people 
are not those who appear to be free from struggles, but they are those who face their demons head on. And so we, as followers of Jesus, we know that we have sins, we know that we have struggles, and so therefore our health is not determined by the number of sins and struggles that we have, but honesty determines our health. Whether or not we choose to be honest with ourselves about who God says we are and where we've been living. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. I want you to know, and I hope you believe this, there can be no shadows in the church. This isn't a place where you run and hide from your problems and your mistakes. When you live your life in Christ Jesus, this is a place where you expose the darkness in your life, where you come to be people who live in reality and deal in reality. That's good because honesty creates connection. And I love this because this is what first connected me to my wife. I remember our first date. It was a blind date, so I didn't really know what I was going to get. It was a blind date, and I dressed up as much as I could. I was like, man, I've got to impress this girl. I had to show her that I was so much cooler than I actually was because I was not very cool. So I dressed up, and I thought I looked so good. And Amy tells me she loved that. It was a great first date and everything. But do you know what Amy often tells me? She appreciates my humor. She loves when I perform. She loves all the funny things that I do. But she really fell in love with the real side of me, the side that is honest about my mistakes, the side that is vulnerable, the side that has a good heart. And I don't often like to be that person. In fact, I deflect vulnerability. I always deflect it. If we watch a sad movie at home, I will crack a joke because I just don't want to deal with that. But here's what happens when you deflect vulnerability. When you deflect it, it reveals your inability to deal with reality. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that this is where true connection begins. And I love the words in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Probably my favorite part of the passage. What happens is when we want to have fellowship with one another, it's where when we want to have fellowship with one another, we have to come into the light. And those who walk in the light as he is in the light have fellowship with one another. Donald Miller, a Christian author, he said, we don't think of our flaws as the glue that binds us together to the people we love, but they are. Grace only sticks to our imperfections, and those who can't accept their imperfections can't accept grace either. I want you to know that these two truths are real, whether you admit them or not, that's the cool thing about truth, it's always true, that God only deals in reality, and the people of God must also deal in reality. But I want you to know the third truth that I want to just point you towards this morning is that honest people, when we decide to be honest people, honest people need honest people in their lives. So I want you to know here at Memorial Road in my office, I have a picture hanging up. It's a picture of my family. If you walked into my office, you'd probably see the picture and you'd think, well, isn't that the cutest family ever? Um, Removing me from the picture, you'd say, wow, isn't that the cutest family ever? It was taken a couple years ago, but I want you to know this picture took place on one of my worst parenting days ever. I hate pictures. I just hate taking pictures. And my wife knew this, but she said, Daniel, we're taking pictures today. And we didn't even hire a photographer. So I knew this was going to be trouble. We were going to set a camera up on a tripod and we, were, we didn't have one of those cool fancy clicker buttons. We were actually going to time it 10 seconds and try to get our two kids to perfectly smile in that, in that second, in that moment. It did not go well. And I'm being as honest as I can possibly be with you all this morning. I was a bad husband and a bad father on this day. 
I let my anger get the most of me. I let my emotions get the most. I was tired. I was frustrated. I wanted to be out of there. And I hang that picture in my office so that other people will know how awesome my family is. No, that's not why. I hang that picture in my office so that I will see it and be reminded that I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. I need to be a better man of God. But do you know what? That picture only points me to people. It only reminds me that I need people in my life who will help me be that better. And so I don't just live by what the picture reveals in my office because often, like our social media accounts, our pictures reveal a very different version of who we really are. I let people into my life that I trust and that I can be honest with. And it's hard and I hate it sometimes, but it's truly the only way that we can find connection with one another. Um, I love the honesty from James chapter 5 and verse 16 and the power that comes with it. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So the goal is not to find people in your life who claim to walk in the light. The hope is that you will find people in your life that are already living in the light and that light reveals who they really are. Honest people need honest people. You need people that you trust. Now, this doesn't mean walking around with a sign around your neck revealing all your sins and struggles. That's not how it means in the church. It doesn't mean we all walk around with those signs. What it means is that you need to identify the people that you trust and that love you and that are going to be honest with you and honest with themselves to do life with. Maybe you've heard this before. A healthy per- it's, not, it's not hard math, so you'll figure it out. A healthy person in a relationship with an unhealthy person still makes an unhealthy relationship. And so where we need to find honest people to do life with, the reality, even in the church, is that we need to practice some safe distance from those who don't play by by the rules. We need to learn to practice some social distancing from those who refuse to live in the light, from those who are not honest and true about who they are in Christ Jesus. And hopefully... Eventually, all of us who claim to be followers of Jesus, all of us who claim to walk in the light will be that for one another. But for now, you have to find the people that are being that already to be that in your life. Okay, so just to wrap up, it's getting warm. Just to wrap up, several years ago, I decided I was gonna be a lot more honest and open, or at least I believed that I wanted to be. And so somebody encouraged me to read this book by Donald Miller. It's called Scary Close. The whole book is about dropping the act, which was pretty heartbreaking for me, dropping the act and finding true intimacy. And so I recruited a group of guys that I trust and I love, and I said, hey, let's read this book together, like a book club. That didn't go over very well with the guys at first, but I said, let's do a book club, and we get together on Thursdays for lunch and talk about it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if we finished the book. I don't think we did. But what happened is we created this space where we would get together and that we would start sharing things about our lives, our faults, our honesties, our frustrations. And yes, we talk a lot about fantasy football. We just really talk a lot about it. But I love it. I think for the last five or six years, this group has met every single Thursday and we just get together and we talk about lunch and talk about life and talk about the things that we're dealing with in our lives. And I just want you to know, if you don't have a community like this in your life, that it's not... You're not supposed to be waiting for those people to show up. You need to let the light in. 
If you're feeling right now like you're not connecting with people, it's probably a warning sign that you haven't let the light in enough. And, and God wants us to know that truly, true authenticity is going to be the only thing that connects us, not this close proximity as good as it is. Authenticity is always going to be one of those things that scares us. But it's also going to be the glue that binds us to one another. And so if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, authenticity is not just a suggestion. It is a defining characteristic of who we've been called to be. And so I just want to encourage you to begin making that step into the light that you already claim to live in. To be more honest and more real about who you are. In that book by Donald Miller, Scary Close, which sounds terrifying to me, he says this, for some of us, being capable of intimacy is as difficult as losing 100 pounds. It involves deconstructing old habits, overcoming the desire to please people, telling the truth, and finding satisfaction in a daily portion of real love. So for those of you who are in relationships with one another, you call yourselves friends or you're married or you're dating, honesty is going to be key. For those of you who are parents, if you really truly want to show love to your children, then be honest with them about your faults and your flaws. See, this is where true connection takes place. This is where true connection begins. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to step into the light and let the power of God reveal you for who you are so that we can truly begin to connect with one another. Thank you. Just be.